What up, dude? <laughs> what up? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's all good over it's here. Late there, man. Oh, ten, psh, ten o'clock may be late <laughs> for a mother of two, but ten o'clock is not late for a bachelor like myself, especially on a Saturday. <laughs> what movie were you watching? Don't okay. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. I just saw it on Hulu, and I decided to watch it. I was watching Pearl Harbor. Do you remember that one? Yeah. With Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett? Back when ben, yes, when Ben Affleck. That was like his J-Lo days. <laughs> so I just saw it, and I was like, you know, I wonder if this movie's aged well. And I watched it. I was like, it's not as bad as I remember it, but at the same time, I'm like, the whole thing that I couldn't get over, in hindsight, it's like, why did y'all make up fictional characters? There were real people there. You could have, like, taken real people's stories and real people's lives. Why did you have to, like... real. It's just dumb. It's just... It, it, it reminded me... It was... It was... Dawson's Creek meets Saving Private Ryan. Like, it's like... Oh, why are we... for you, yes. Why are we... Why do we have this, like, fictionalized love triangle... At the forefront, and oh, a national tragedy at like uh, in the background. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Right, like why? Why are we like, <laughs> yeah, using Pearl Harbor as a platform to tell this really bad love story? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it it had a very uh, Kate Beckinsale looked very good in that movie, and I I never get tired of watching her on my television screen. So <laughs> she is very pretty. Anyway, uh, you ready to go? Yeah. Ready to go. Okay, Let's hold do on. Do a plan. Okay. <laughs> uh, dear, your West Bank is showing. No, <laughs> West Bank is showing. Okay. But it shows more than I'd like to. More than I'd like it to. Okay. All right. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta do the introduction. Hold on. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. Blah. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. We're in for a treat today, listening audience. You are going to talk to another blood relative of mine that does that is not Kevin Flores. I knew her back when she was Hannah Castle. These days That's she goes right. by Hannah Williams. How are you doing today? I am so excited to talk to you. Oh wow, really? It has been a while. Yeah, this, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. Well, I figured. See, look, I can talk to my brother because, like, I can always talk to him. But I really only talk to my friends. Who don't have children? I just assume people with children are busy like all the time. So I just like, you know what? I'll let them live their lives and manage those youngins. So I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch when we need to get in touch. And you know, I I feel that man because it's like you know, it's out. It's like it's like out of sight, like out of mind, but not out of heart. <laughs> you Look, know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's like, dude, like I don't take it personal or or whatever and i hope no one else does if i don't call because it's like dude man we're I, we're good we're oh good. yeah dude for real like we'll on- pick right back up where we left off whenever we talk honestly besides my mom and my brother uh and will of course uh mm-hmm. i don't and oh, of course gabrielle my sister-in-law now i uh i'm still getting used to that uh, right kevin I'm- is married <laughs> I'm I haven't I'm used to Gab Gabby's been in the family for a while. It's just the fact that I have a sister in law now. I'm like Yeah. Oh wow, that's something I never thought I'd have to say, but alright. Uh, yeah, man. Well, she's perfect, man. She's so great. She's so good for him. Yeah, she's well, you know we were you know me and Gabby were friends before. He met Gabby through me, you know that, right? You know, I remember that vaguely. She, me, me and Gabby okay, so worked what, together. Tell us the story. 
What's the story? Oh, I don't know what I can tell, say publicly. I've gotten in trouble with uh, certain people before by saying a little too much, but um, <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Uh, that's a story all for right, off the record. But you introduced them? Is yeah, uh, Gabby and I Long used to uh, Yeah, Gabby and I worked together at the grocery store that shall not be named. Uh, we worked together in college. I used to have house parties at um, mm-hmm. when me and Kev lived together in college, and uh, I invited Gabby over once. Uh, we hung out a few times, and then, what was it, 20, early, I think it was early 2012, he's like, hey, can I have Gabby's number? I'm like, oh yeah, dude, go ahead, man, here it is. I'm like, he's like, alright, cool. I was like, and then the rest is history, right? So The rest is history. Well, there's more to the story, but I don't want to, you know, let, that, that, let's just let that go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but the point I wanted to get to was, we don't keep in touch as much as we'd like to, because we were very close as, as growing up. Very close, Ninja Turtles. Oh, you know what I was remembering? I have like a very like distinct oh, memory of the um, like the quilted blanket oh, that it was like it was like blue, but it had like quilted top. You know what I'm talking about? I knew I knew bringing you on here would be a bad thing. I knew you'd bring up all this old shit that I'd repressed, <laughs> and people were gonna uh, be like, "Oh Lord, here comes the dirt." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just like. Ninja Turtles, Fresh Prince, like it was just oh, yeah, uh, a good time. If we were at your house, it was a good time. Or if you were at ours, you know, yeah, it was yeah, fun. yeah. We uh, we actually a little bit of backstory. We actually grew up in the. We were neighbors for a while there. We lived in the houses next right next door to each other. Neighbors. Yeah, it was cool. I don't I don't remember a lot because I was I was very very young. Uh, that was over mm-hmm. 20 years ago and stuff like that. But I yeah. do remember, I, I do have some m- memories of this, of hanging out with you and your brother, my cousin, Seth. Uh, shout out to Seth. We love you, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was me and my brother and my mom next door to you, your mom, your dad, of course, Uncle John, the funniest human being <laughs> in the planet. Uh, uh, he's something. He's something. But the <laughs> point I want to... <laughs> The point I wanted to get to, you would you kind of tapped, you kind of touched on it was uh, not always in touch, but always in heart and stuff like that. Without any, mm-hmm. without any, without you know calling anyone out specifically, Hannah. I don't know if you've gone through this, but the older I get, the older I get, the less. How do I say this politically kindly? Uh, the less I really like people I'm related to. Like. <laughs> I swear, dude. Like, look, I don't mean any. I don't mean anybody any well. Will I mean no harm? I just don't give a shit about people that I used to care very deeply about, and it's only increased with age. But luckily, luckily, you are not on that list. I feel like I don't talk to you enough in my life. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be on the short list, man. Uh, it is a short list. <laughs> uh, it is getting shorter by the year. I'm telling you. Like, I, I mean, no, like I said, I can't say stress enough. I mean, no ill will towards any of my my kin, but most of them are either boring or crazy, and uh, I don't think I I, I don't think I I don't think I have a responsibility. <laughs> I don't have a responsibility. I don't have a responsibility to these people because we happen to share chromosomes. That's all I'm saying, all right? You know, and you know, I don't necessarily think that there's a uh, that there's a pressure there. That's one thing that I that I do appreciate is yeah. that it's such a large family. Yeah. That there's not really a pressure there, um, and that kind of like that out of touch, but not out of heart is one of those things that like I I don't keep in touch very well. It's really hard to do and. Yeah. Even in the age of, like, cell phones and social media and all these, like, you know, 
for real. techniques that you could use to keep in touch with. It only stresses me out more. <laughs> it makes me feel guilty. Well, that, that surprised me because you were a social butterfly back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still would think, I still would say that I am, but it's just like, it's just, you got a there's lot this going expectation on. with cell phones and stuff that yeah. I think that like you're supposed to be able to get in touch with all the time. Yeah. And I think that that's just kind of like a really tough thing. But however, with family, one of the things that like, you know, as much as when I think about our family in particular, yeah, I just, with each person, there is a moment where I have felt extremely loved and cared about yeah like if i think about aunt carol there's moments when i think about aunt Teresa. there's moments when i think about your mom there's moments when like even now if i don't keep in touch or grandma or anybody that i know it's just like i know they love me and i hope they know i love them <laughs> you know? uh for so. anyone for anyone listening who can't tell uh hannah is the one of the optimistic, happy people that I happen to be related to. This is why I keep in touch with her. It must have skipped me because I, I, I don't have as I'm. Whereas you are, you you have fondness towards a lot of people in our family. I have largely indifference. Well, actually, is it since the move? Is it since you're no, like no, you it happened. Relocated? No, it's really like no. Honestly, it's the older I get, and and this is no fault on anybody. I the the older I've gotten, the more left leaning and liberal I've become, and you know, and we come from a very and I'm not religious, and we come from a very conservative religious family. I mean, we grew up in Louisiana; it's pretty much how it goes down there for the most part. And it's just I just don't agree with everything people agree with, and I you know I don't I still have love in my heart back back deep in the basement of my heart for these people but I also don't – I just don't agree with them and I don't necessarily agree I, – I just have nothing – It's it, you know what it boils down to? I have nothing in common with these people, most of them. And I'm just like I don't know how I connect with you anymore because like when we were growing up as kids, we were kind of not forced together but we had this like – we, we didn't have necessarily our own identities formed so we kind of just – you know we were just kids. But now that we've kind of grown up into the people we – who the people we are it's kind of like i don't feel this connection anymore besides the bare bones of being related to each other you know what i'm saying totally i know what you mean i i mean i can see how like as you form your own identity you start to like you differentiate from your family and that's just that's just part of like becoming your own you know but i think i think that remembering remembering that like there's just (laughs) <laughs> there's so like there's so much love in our family that I think that I think that it's hard to find find identity in like in being different. Then does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I, but, I, I, I well, I get what you're talking about because I I'm in it with you. So yeah, but I, right, I like, think I think that makes sense. Right, like throwing the baby out with the bathwater kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and especially considering Damn, yeah. <laughs> Especially considering, like, I, I, I'm, I don't care to, and I don't think I'm allowed to go into all the deep, dark history of everything our family has been through. But our, um, to say, right. suffice to say, our larger family has been through a lot, and as much as, mm-hmm. I mean, we we've been through most more than most families, and uh, and sure. I don't think it really trickled. It didn't really trickle down to me. I don't know if it trickled down to you, but it definitely affected our parents' generation and. Uh, Absolutely. What I would say is, even despite that, if that didn't break us, I don't think anything will. So we may not call each other all the time. We may not chat with each other all the time, but we do. 
we still realize, hey, no matter what, at the end of the day, we're there for each other if we need to be. Like, I swear, like, I, I don't ever right. plan on going to, like, Oklahoma or Alaska, but we have relatives in both of those states, and I'm sure if I needed to, like, hey, guys, do you have a couch I could crash on real quick just for a night or two? That, that's one of the perks of having family, especially a large family like ours. Totally, yeah. totally, yeah. So yeah. you, like I said, you are a mother. Uh, I am, man. And I acknowledge... <laughs> Dude, I acknowledge, we're getting old, John. We're getting old. <laughs> uh, I know, you're 30, right? 31. I'm oh, like God. in my 30s. <laughs> I'm like in it. Oh, Lord. Uh, you're so domesticated now, too. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Anyway, I wanted to say I'm I acknowledge for the record that I am extremely biased, but I do tell this to everyone I know. Uh I don't know if this is stepping over a line or anything like that, but I do it anyway. Uh I show people pictures of your children, your gorgeous, beautiful, lovely children, and be like, I'm I'm related to these people. Can you believe that? I'm like can you believe? Uh, that is awesome. Well, thank you. They are beautiful. They, they are the really are. Cutest damn kids. Some of the cutest damn kids I think I've ever seen. They are. Uh, uh, I, I I just I'm like golly. I I can't believe they're they're just they're just adorable. And I'm like like I I, don't, I barely know you. these kids and these kids barely know me. But I'm just proud to be like look man. I'm just happy they exist. Well, that means so much. You know, my dad would say they that they get it from him. Oh yeah, of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, they're crazy, man. They're 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 so distinctly them. Like it's just yeah. wild. Like I, before I became a parent, I think I thought that kids come out as like blank slates. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> they, they are their own little person, and you can see that from. Even when they're babies, like their temperaments and just things they prefer and things like getting to know them has been so awesome because yeah. they blow me away. Like Jasper is, she is feisty and she's, she's, but also delicate and sweet and wears princess dresses, but don't, but like, don't get crazy. <laughs> she will put you in your place. <laughs> how old is, uh, she's, uh, how old is she now? She's four. Jesus. She's four. Her little, her favorite little insult is, "You're a booty butt." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that's her thing, and the way she says it too. Like you just, Justice could, you know, just look at her crazy. She's like, "You're a booty butt." Like, it's so, like dude. And calm uh, down. you mentioned, you touched on uh, saying that you expected them to be blank slates. What else mm-hmm. would you say, being a mom of two, like, you, 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 you're, you're a mom. You're definitely a mom now. Definitely uh, a mom, man. What would you say are some other unexpected, like, things you didn't expect? Like, you were like, oh, wow, mm. this is, I never would have guessed that this was how this would have happened. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I would say one of the things that has been so crazy is how, like, I think I thought that when I became a parent, I was going to reach some sort of, like, enlightenment on life. (laughs) And, like, I was going to be, like, super adult and just get it. Everything was just going to line up and I was just going to get it. Lies. All (laughs) lies. lies. All lies. (laughs) Like, I, I still, like... 
have to rehearse what I'm going to say before I order at the drive-thru. <laughs> and I'm just like, how am I a parent? <laughs> you know? That's what's so crazy. It's like, it, like, you are still parents. Like, we are not done growing and developing and shaping nope. our identity either, you know? And then, you know, now you, you're caring for these two these two kids and it's just like you're winging it man you're winging it every parent out there is winging it yeah it <laughs> makes you, try, it, you makes, know? it makes you think like the whole time well i always thought my mom knew every way like my i thought my mom was an expert on everything she did like she figured out yes she knew exactly what to do she was like oh i know how to handle this and apparently not the case she was like oh no sometimes i had no idea what i was doing i'm like what oh god Dude. Yes, and I think too. Like I think when you, when we get into young adult phase, we start really like reviewing our childhood and yeah. we start thinking about things, and then we can get really like hard on our parents. <laughs> like yeah. you should have known, you know. <laughs> but like now that I'm a parent, I'm like, dude, like you were my age. Like how did, <laughs> like how did you do this? <laughs> Like, they were still growing up, too, you know? And so it's just, you know, that's the thing that I've, that's been shocking to me is, like, oh, wow, like, I'm still the same old Hannah. I just have two kids now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i really looking forward to um, Kev's experience. I, I don't know. We, these aren't things me and my brother talk about, but I expect probably in the next year to two, him and Gabby probably having a child, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to be the greatest uncle uh in existence yes. uh they're gonna name the hall of fame of for uncles after me um but uh that's gonna be a good day yeah i i really want to see how he reacts to this because uh, reacts to that having a child because uh little known little this this isn't well that well known we know but the world doesn't know uh growing up kevin flores was kind of a was you know kind of a handful and uh, I'm really looking for karma to, like, bite him in the ass. Oh, my favorite story is when you guys were getting haircuts or something, oh, and Lord. he ran out into the parking lot and yeah. said that some his mom was some other person trying to kidnap him or no, something. No, 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 no. He Which, didn't. So mom brought us, oh, Lord, uh, this feels like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh <laughs> Yes, we, we're gonna we're gonna uncover all of the family stories. Yeah, all the family. You can edit it later, Josh. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so basically, what happened was my mother, you know, single mom, just trying to do her best. Mm-hmm. As it comes, as it turns out, she was taking me and my brother to uh, Fantastic Sam's on Barataria Boulevard. Shout out to the West Bank. Uh, mm-hmm. So my brother probably needed a haircut. Probably wanted a haircut. He was young, but. If there's one thing Kevin Flores wanted above all things, he wanted things his way, and he didn't want to get a haircut that day. I mean, he he had to be he had to be seven years old. Had to be seven years old. Oh my gosh! Uh, and he was like, "I'm not getting a haircut." My mom was like, "You're getting a haircut." And so he we, she took us into the Fantastic Sands. We were sitting there, and he darts. No, he okay. So so I get my haircut first. Because I was like, whatever. Uh, I was four. Probably was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then, so, I think they called, I think the story goes, the, the the lady, the stylist or the barber was like, okay, who's next? And she was like, Kev, go. And he darts out the door. Darts no out the door. Way. And then, so, <laughs> my mom chase, has to chase after him in public, 
seven-year-old running around the parking lot of a shopping center of a strip mall. And my mom has to chase him. And she grabs him. She finally gets a hold on him. And then she wants to leave. She's like, okay, we're leaving. We're going home. You're done. And then she realizes I'm still in the Fantastic Sam's. So she drags him. She drags my brother back inside. And she throws. she's like, he's next. Him right there, and like he got his haircut, and I think after yes. that, my I think the 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 epilogue to that story is the fact that uh, Aunt Teresa was living with us at the time. She was kind of help raising us, right, second mom sort of thing. And I think my mom, she like gave my brother to Aunt Teresa, and was like, take him, because if I, I I'm I'm gonna kill him, and I'm like. I'm surprised she didn't kill him. I'm surprised. Like, I think they both realize, like, how close my brother came to death. Like, it, Dude, I can still see your mom's face when she would get mad at Kevin. Like, oh. I could still, like, her neck and her, and her face oh, would get yeah. so red and her lips would get all pursed. Like, Kevin! <laughs> oh, the, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. Fa- like, I grew up with this, man. Like, my favorite favorite story between my being like witnessing my mom and my brother have showdowns yeah, this should be the whole podcast we should just talk about kevin no no no, no. we're, we're here to stories. talk about you we're here to talk about you all of these stories about kevin but from your perspective because you were uh, the no. silence like oh no <laughs> yes. uh, no 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 i don't want to throw him. i don't want to throw him under the bus when he's not here to defend himself but my favorite totally. story my favorite story and we can move on. Uh, we <laughs> so so. This had to be when Kevin was like eleven or twelve or something like that. I can't remember. He was still young. So my mom was at the foot of the stairs. We used to live in a two-story, and he was at the top of the stairs. And he literally shouted. They were fighting about something. I don't even know what they were fighting about. And he literally shouted down at my mother, eleven years old. Goes, I fucking hate you. And my mom goes, good. That was the, oh, oh delicious. You know, like, delicious. You're just in your room, just like, oh, 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 oh. No, I was, like, no, I was like, I was like, I was, I was watching this happen. And I'm like, what? Like, my, 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 my young brain couldn't comprehend what the hell just happened. But right. I still remember it because it was burned in my brain. And I look back and I'm like, Jesus Christ. How the f- you know- you know, I would say I would say that your mom and my dad had their hands full oh, with Lord. the two of us. And I can't imagine you being Kev's younger brother and Seth being my younger brother yeah. and what that must have been like for you guys to watch our parents have to deal with these <laughs> tornadoes of teenagers that were out of control. Like I was a little more than Kevin. But, yeah. I mean, your mom still had, she had her hands full, man. But yeah. you were this, like, silent witness to all of these well, crazy events. Yeah, I, uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. I had a very interesting childhood. I was just in town. I haven't talked to anyone about this, so I can, so you're going to be the exclusive here. Uh, oh, right, so I was just right. in town for Thanksgiving, right? And me and my mom, we were, we were going shopping or something like that. I just go perusing the stores. Like, we were at Oakwood and stuff like that, and, um... We were talking about we having some lunch and shit, and um, she said something to me, and I, I found it very interesting. I don't think she ever – I don't recall her ever mentioning this to me, but it was food for thought because I myself, I, I, I don't ever plan on I – don't, I don't really want children. I don't plan on having children. I don't plan on really ha- being a family man. Uh, 
But she said something. She said she is a better person for having children. She said that having children saved her from herself. Like she would be a worse person for not having if she didn't have kids like she was like if i didn't have you and kev i probably would have been a workaholic and been miserable with my life and i'm like wow that's not something like you hear like when your mom tells you that you're like oh wow that's that's a lot but then i thought about it i was like do is that the point is is that why we have families to be responsible to something or someone and be like save us from ourselves what do you think i think it definitely grounds us it stretches us in ways that we could never have been stretched without that experience. I mean, it is the most selfless thing you could do is to have kids or to be married or to, you know, it's, it's so you're literally like dying to your own will. (laughs) I mean, there are moments, there are days, mornings when I wake up and the first thing that I experience is it 6.40 in the morning and Justice has climbed on top of me and is going, I want a banana. (laughs) (laughs) That's my wake-up call. (laughs) And so, (laughs) literally, I want a snack. I want, you know, and it's like, there's no slow wake-up. There's no, you know, those days are over. And so, it is like, you have to literally make this and this, these choices every day, every moment to put yourself aside and to give to someone else. And it's, it's, it's difficult. And I think, and now I know why they say that, you know, raising a a family is, is, can be hard, but it's also so rewarding because for those hard moments, it's also delightful. Like there's just their cute little selves and their, these moments where you see your hard work paying off when it, the first time they say please or thank you, you're like, yes, one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it's like you get to celebrate these victories. And so it's just, yeah, but it's, it definitely makes you, I can say for myself, it's made me better for sure. But um, that is, that is a real heart to heart to have with your own mom, yeah. you know, t- for her to, kind of acknowledge that like what you've meant to her it's yeah. just that's really cool i i always say I, I if i can be candid i mean if i can be candid with anybody it's you hannah but all right uh <laughs> i, I uh, appreciate that I'll, I'll, I'll 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 cop to it the reason i don't want kids is because that the i well first off i have anxiety let's get that out the bit uh, let's get that off the bat you like, have anxiety too uh, yeah we I, all oh, have anxiety I, yeah i don't uh, it's it's it, anyway <laughs> yeah, I definitely have anxiety. I've never been fully diagnosed, but when I was seeing a therapist when I was much younger, uh, he said, you probably have some form of anxiety. And I'm like, oh, really? You, th- you think? But okay, cool. Uh, I wasn't that I wasn't that flip with it. I, he was actually a great guy. He helped me out through a lot. Uh, shout out to Mr. Harris. Yeah. Uh, but no. That's awesome. So I don't run from responsibility, but I don't necessarily like try and seek out like serious responsibility in my life. That's just kind of where I'm at these days. Uh, yeah. But it just seems I'm terrified of having a child because I feel like, and I've said this for years, having a child is the greatest responsibility one can undertake, probably aside from running a country. Like, I'm like, I think about like, what is like, you're, you're, you're responsible for like making sure this human being that didn't exist, like, and now exists, you're responsible like morally, legally, 
all these things to raise them to 18 years of age and turn them into a functioning, healthy, like lawful adult. Like that's that. Oh God. It's just even talking about it academically, hypothetically, like that just terrifies me. Making your palms sweat. Oh dude, it's the worst. It's the worst. Well, you know, it's a, it is a lot of responsibility. That's for sure. However, I would say, thankfully it does like it gets, Every step of the way gets a little bit easier because more and more people become involved in their life. Yeah. So you end up sharing that responsibility with mm. other people. So it kind of takes that pressure off to know, you know, like you're, you're it, like that whole saying, it takes a village. It really does. It really does yeah. take a village to like morally shape a human being. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but no, I get that though. I get that. And you know, and I, my hope for you, John, is that eventually it would be something that you kind of just grow into, and Maybe. you know, it's not as it's not as a daunting thing. So I think you would be incredible as a dad and as a husband, and I'm, you have so much to offer. Well, um, but I, I get the, I get that I get the sense that you would want to do it really well. Yeah, <laughs> so, I have a over. I have a consistent theme in my life: fear of uh, fear of failing. Uh, I think it's called. Uh, so. I would be worried mm-hmm. that, like, I would fuck it up. And uh, <laughs> even though, like, I have such a great support system, I have great examples, like, not, not alone, not just with my mother. I mean, that's a whole pot on its own. But also, like, I have Willie Charles in my life, my stepdad, uh, mm-hmm. who is the best man I think I've ever met. Like, I aspire to be more like him. And I just, I, I and I have, I'm, I, it's not that... I know I'd probably be all right at it. I know I'd... Hell, there are dumber people who have multiple children. Some of them in our family. Go figure. Uh, uh, oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's really been so yeah. formative in your life. Yeah, he... Uh, uh, he's great. And I, I have a great brother, and I have great uncles like your dad. Like your dad. I have, I have great role models around me i know what basically you know what i need to do to be a good dad everything my dad did do the opposite of that that's exactly how i'd be a great dad (laughs) dude that is like it's so crazy to me that like that like that is something that you and kevin have to navigate you know this that's just got to be i can't imagine what that would what that would be like you know but i think it's really cool how like Will has just become this figure in your life that has kind of, kind of been redemptive in a sense, you know. Ooh, to, getting poetic in here. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but that's what that's what I feel like when you and Kevin talk about Will. I think it's just it, it's very corrective in how like in the in contrast of how you talk about your dad, you know. Yeah. And I just think that's it's just really cool that you guys love him the way that you do, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I'll tell you another weird story. Uh, so he like, uh, I, I, he doesn't listen to this, but if he does, hey, Will, how's it going? When did you get in the podcast? <laughs> Will, Mr. Will. Anyway, so he called me randomly this past week. Like he just randomly called me. That's so, which I, I'm not complaining, but it's very unusual. Like me and Will, we chat when we need to chat, but we also have literally done road trips for hours on end without saying a word to each other not out of like resentment or awkwardness we're just comfortable with each other in silence which i think is like the greatest thing in the world because i value yes 
like I hate unnecessary chatter. Like I'm like conversation for the sake of conversation is one of my least favorite things of the world. Don't talk unless you have something to say. You know what I'm saying? Don't just do small talk and shit. So me and Will are really great about just sitting, being like, oh yeah, that looks cool, and be like, yeah, and then not talk for another hour. It's great. So, but but as far as like 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 uh, immediate correspondence, like talking, he doesn't. He's not a big texter. He's old. He's seventy years old. He doesn't. He doesn't really text that much. But he called. He called me, and we chatted for like fifteen minutes, and I was like. Is, is everything all right? Like, that's so unusual that he just, he calls me. Like, I'll call him because, like, I'll call Will and be like, oh, hey, man, we'll talk about the Saints or we'll talk about my car. Or we'll talk about, like, a movie or something like that. But, like, it's very unusual for Will to call me. And I was like, why are you overthinking this? Why can't you just enjoy it? You had a conversation with Will. It was a great conversation. What do you need to, like, analyze it for and shit? <laughs> you know what that's called? What's that called? Anxiety. I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of, something good is happening. What's going on? <laughs> speaking of Here's something is going to happen. <laughs> Something's happening. Speaking of great dads, uh, yep. you are married to a great dad. I am married to a great dad. Look, me, I like that segue. Me and Cedric. I'll say this about Cedric, your your husband. He is also <laughs> a great man, and I honestly, this is probably on me. Me and Cedric are very different people, like very different people, like almost on the opposite ends of the spectrums. But I can't – there are a few people I get along with more than Cedric. Like he is such a great guy. Uh, I the, From the moment I met him, from the moment I met him, I was like, I like this guy. He's really cool. That'll work. Yeah. He he's, has a very disarming smile. He has a very disarming like presence. I'm like, I like this guy. You know what? Yeah. He's a cool guy. I can dig him. I approve. <laughs> yeah, I approve. It's funny that you mentioned his smile because that's his smile. He's he's such a handsome man, but when he smiles, it's like his whole face lights up. And you're right; it's very disarming. It's very like. So do you want to give the uh, do you want to give the abridged version of how y'all met, or are you comfortable with that, or however you want to however you want to do it? Yeah, sure. So, um, so. It all kind of ties into like the Hurricane Katrina experience for yeah. me because I met him right after I had moved to Illinois. Yeah. So I, you know, it's a freshman year, University of New Orleans. Katrina is coming, and no one is really taking it that seriously because nope. things turn and you know whatever. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and I remember being at work and nobody was really you know stressing about it. I come home and I remember my dad boarding up the windows and I remember being so annoyed that like oh, gosh dad you're being so hyper vigilant like it's fine <laughs> and well then it ends up being a hurricane I, uh, category it, five hurricane if i may right? if i may interject literally the friday before the storm hit my one of my teachers i was in high school was like don't let this storm stop you from doing your homework i expect it on <gasps> monday <laughs> yes i had the same experience with one of my professors They're like it still do I was like, <laughs> For real. this is crazy yeah anyway yeah, so, um, but my mom, you know, she works at Oshner West Bank as yeah. a nurse, and she was on mandatory staff, so we went to the hospital to ride out the storm, and then FEMA comes eventually and says that we all need to leave the city because it's, they have to clean it up, and Aunt Teresa, to the rescue, was just like, come here, just come here, yeah. so, um, we go there, and then Rita comes. You know, the Hurricane Rita eventually comes. So then we're at Aunt Teresa's house a little longer than than anticipated. Yeah. But 
University of New Orleans wasn't going to reopen for a while. Nope. And, um, you know, it was just, it just kind of worked out that I was able to stay with her and go to Illinois State, which is like down the street from her house. For real. You know, yeah. And it was, it was just so cool. And she was, it was a really great year um, to like live with her because like Uncle Paul had just gotten deployed. So it all, it all worked yeah. out. And, um, she was just so gracious to even like offer that and take me in like that, <laughs> it was, which was really, I just remember so appreciative because it has changed the whole trajectory of my life. Yeah. Honestly, it really has. So I'm going to school and hanging out with some, some friends and they invite me to this thing called a small group. And I'm like, what the, what, what's this, <laughs> what is a small group? Yeah. And you know, back in New Orleans, I was just kind of a party girl. I, you know, that, that was my MO in high school. So, uh, I just kind of thought that that, that was going to be the same crowd of people that I was going to meet in Illinois. Well, people don't party in Illinois like they party in New Orleans. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah. So I go to this small group and I'm just like, what is this? (laughs) It was It was like, it was, it was a Bible study, like no joke. And I was like, this is what y'all do? Like, I was so confused. Like, they were Christians, and I only knew Catholics, you know, and um, I was confirmed. I had my ticket to heaven. I was fine. You know, that was kind of my mentality about it. But I'm in this small group, and they're talking about really real stuff, and there's no alcohol involved. There's no partying involved at all there's just people connecting on a spiritual level which was really cool very different kind of a culture shock moment for me well then in comes this stud who had just gotten back from Iraq and um was friends with some of the guys in the group and like oh hey guys this is Cedric he's uh he's just gotten back from Iraq and he's gonna come hang out with us and he goes around the circle very like so engaging he's just like hi i'm cedric and he would shake their hand and i watched him go all the way around the room and i was getting nervous as he was coming towards me i was like oh my gosh like what is happening to me why am i like freaking out about this guy well he puts his hand out and he's like hi i'm cedric and i'm like hi i'm hannah <laughs> but and i just i'm proud I of you that you got words out <laughs> I, I was pr- i was proud of myself i was so like I don't know if it was love at first sight or whatever. I mean, Aunt Teresa could detest this because I was living with her when I met him. I would come home after spending time with him, just in small group, and just a group of friends, you know? Yeah. And, but just any interaction I had with him would, like, <laughs> I would just be whisked away to this, like, <laughs> like, she would catch me just staring off into space. And it, she's like, are you thinking about Cedric? <laughs> And I was, I was just, I, I was, I had never met anyone like him in my life. Mm. I had to know him. Like I didn't, not necessarily, I had to date him because I felt like he was so out of my league. Um, Honestly, I I really did. I really did. I was really trying, I was trying on this whole Christian identity thing and and it was something that he had been doing his whole life. Yeah. So in that sense, I just kind of felt like. Uh, you know, I just, I don't think I'm what he's looking for. Well, we just get to know each other more and more and more. And, um, he 
and I'm I'm crushing hard. I'm crushing you so bad. I remember I remember I would like stand outside where he would have class, and I'd be like, "Oh, you have class here? That's crazy! Oh, it's so good." That's- Somebody like him because oh, okay. he raised the bar for sure. And so um, yeah, yeah. he eventually, um, I was leaving for New Orleans, and we had a really heartfelt talk about like it's been really good getting to know you, and I look forward to Ooh. you know getting, hanging out with you when you get back. And when I got back, we just he I think we he missed me, and I missed him, and it that was kind of telling that like we are more than friends and then he took me out he asked me out um very officially he called my dad and said yeah called my dad can you imagine my dad like he's like hi (laughs) my name is cedric and i have been getting their daughter and i would just love to take her out on a date so old-fashioned that's so So adorable very chivalry so chivalry i don't even have to say that word chivalrous Chivalrous, yes. And he really was. And my, I mean, like, my dad was just like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah? Like, have you met her other boyfriend? Her previous boyfriend? <laughs> like, literally. Oh, my goodness. So I go out. He takes me ice skating. Oh, Lord. I know. It was very romantic. And, and we just took the relationship very slowly. Yeah. And. It just—it was just a really cool. When I think about our dating experience, it's—it's it's one. It's just—it still makes me. It's, I still get that crush feeling. Yeah. I still get that. You know, it's like it was such a fun time. So when are you? When is this being turned into a lifetime movie? <laughs> right? Yeah, really. It's um, yeah. We so, dated for about a year, and then we got engaged. Yeah. And then we're engaged for five months, and then we're married. Nice. You brought up something. Cedric is a he's, is he is he a minister or a youth minister? Is there a difference or anything like that or no? Not really. He's a, he's an ordained pastor. He, okay. He was a young adult pastor. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. Um, and he's also an army, a badass army ranger. So he's got like the best of both worlds. Yes. Yes. And he's getting his PhD in clinical psychology. I just feel like he just racks them up. <laughs> but he's just a he's he. He's just very goal oriented. He's very high achieving, um, uh, it, and so <laughs> my parents always, you know, they joke about like how the from the time I had met Cedric, from before, like my grades had like skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what we like to call the Cedric effect. So but. you, uh, I'm I'm actually to to shit on myself for a little bit. I'm actually embarrassed to call myself a man because Cedric is a man. That is a man right there. And the fact that I even consider myself even kind of in the same league as him, I'm like, no, oh no, gosh. no, not at all. I am. Uh, anyway. Oh, stop. If he heard you say that, he would just be I know. like, dude, stop. Yeah, he's great. Every time I've talked to Cedric, I've, it, 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 it always amazes me how fast a conversation with Cedric shifts into like deep I'm like how did we get here wait a minute whoa I just said hey what the hell <laughs> yes that is true he's just he's not without like being we intense about... he's not he's not intense he's just like he's deep though I, I dig it I dig the shit out of him man 
yeah, he's a he's a deep he's a deep guy. That's for sure. So you uh, but he did your relationship with Cedric did bring you uh closer. Did bring more. Uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but it did bring faith back into your life. If it had never been, or so I would say that's yeah. true. I would say you know um, that's one of the reasons why it took so long for us to date is because he would say that he could tell that it was something that I was just kind of exploring in my life and he didn't want to totally clips my heart. Yeah. (laughs) But like, he just didn't want to like distract me from this really important life stage that I was going through. I was, you know, newly out of my home. I was living away from my parents for the first time in my life. I was trying to figure out who am I? (laughs) Who do I want to be? You know? And so he didn't want to interrupt that. So, which I'm, I'm grateful for, but yeah, is that that is something that you know, growing up Catholic, I definitely had a foundation. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I had a personal experience. You know, I I, I could talk about the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. But I don't know. I didn't know what that was or what that felt like or what mm. you know. So it was that was a, an interesting transition that I think shaped probably the rest of my adult life. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's always fascinating. I'm always. I mean, I don't uh, like. Just, I, 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 I am I, as I've told you and I've told I said on this pod I am an atheist. So it always mm-hmm. people with faith faith always always fascinate me. But I have to say what I I think what I love about your faith and y'all's faith and the way y'all practice y'all's faith is I've gone. You asked me. I remember we were in Illinois and you asked me to attend one of your one of your uh, masses, one of the masses, I think Cedric, I think Cedric was doing the mass, but, uh, oh, it was like a, it was like a, yeah, a worship service. Something like that. <laughs> we would call it a worship service, yeah. So, yeah, I know, that's the Catholic in me calling everything a mass. <laughs> a mass, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Love it. But you asked me to go, and I was like, I, I don't really, uh, I, I'm good, I don't, I don't need to do that. He's like, just come along, man, meet some cool people. I was like, all right, sure, I'm not doing anything, why not? Kev went, I was like, all right, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll play along. So I went, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest, I didn't get out anything out of it because, I, for better or for worse, my mind's kind of made up about that 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 topic, that subject in my life. So, but yeah. I, I just the point I'm getting to is the fact that y'all have never made me feel uncomfortable. Y'all have never hold, held it against me. Y'all have never disrespected my choice, and I I like to believe I've never disrespected y'all's choice. Me and Cedric have yeah. talked about it, but we've never really like had a long, extensive conversation about it. Because that yeah. we know where the conversation is going to end. I believe in something you don't believe in. That's pretty much how it, would, that's how it's, it always ends, right? But right. I, I just I, I can't stress enough how how I admire y'all's respectful, how strongly I I, I, I can tell y'all strongly believe, 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 believe in what you believe in, and y'all do not alienate anyone who feels differently from you. And I just that's very rare. Uh, I'm telling you, as an atheist, on the other side of it, it's very, very rare to find. Trust me. Wow, what a compliment! Thank you. Um, Long, long-winded, but still a compliment. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that, though. That's really that yeah. really means a lot because I would say that no, that I've never felt disrespected or chal- You know, just yeah. You know how that conversation can go. It's always. I think it's an open. It's an open door yeah. conversation of. With nothing but respect and love and acceptance there, and yeah. and I feel that from you as well. So, yeah, I, uh, it's good. It's a complicated thing, man. Faith is a it's a complicated thing that you know I think 
as of now at this point in my life as like we are you know we're both getting our we're both getting our graduate degrees and all these things and we're getting our mm-hmm. graduate degrees at a seminary yeah which you know kind of deconstruct some things and we're out in california we're not in the midwest anymore oh, so yeah, i wanted to ask how the are y'all being affected by those fires are y'all good everything's good oh yeah we're, we're good we're good for now at least hopefully I, it doesn't I hate to get off topic i was way, just but... wanted to make sure i didn't make a note to bring that up to make sure y'all were fine like i've been meaning to ask no yeah no i appreciate that um but it's been it's it's made faith even more like gritty and complex yeah and um you know, to to really wrestle with why do you believe this or could you hold both in the sense that some say this and some say this, could that even be okay? Yeah. You know, so, um, but that's been something that I've kind of been just journeying. It's a journey, man. It's a journey. It's a journey, man. It's a journey, man. So but, living in Cali, do you, do you feel you've lost your Louisiana roots? I mean, you, I know you've spent most of your, you spent... Your formative years in Louisiana, you spent some time in the Midwest and Illinois, what we were talking about. Now you live in Cali. Do you feel like I – th- I think I heard you guys want to move back to Illinois, right? Yeah, we're thinking about, you know, just like – because we, we both want to do a private practice. So okay. we – it would just be a good spot. It's a good place to raise a family and we know people. And, yeah, definitely. But um, but that's a really interesting question. No one has ever asked me that before. What? Um, what? But what? Like, do you feel like you lost your Louisiana roots? Yeah. Um, I would... When was the last time you ate Popeyes? That's the real question here. <laughs> that is funny, because out in California, that is so taboo. Like, you oh. just, I mean, it's like, people are just super healthy here. They're so granola. Like, <laughs> but it's, um... But we still eat. We, we still eat Popeyes, for sure. Popeyes is healthy for your soul. I don't know about your intestines, right. but your good. soul... <laughs> your soul man but um I, I definitely still feel very close to home um yeah. in louisiana but i would say that um it's not somewhere i would want to live and raise raise my kids at at Absolutely. this point in my life especially being a kid in new orleans and all that was available and all that you know that i just was like you know i'm good yeah <laughs> so, yeah every time i go back like i was just back for Thanksgiving, like I said, and I swear every time I, every time I leave Louis, every time I spend time in Louisiana for like a few days or a week, and I have to drive back to Austin, there's always a part of me that's like, you know, you know, I could always, you know, I got some skills now, like, um, you know, I could, I could probably find a job, you know, at least, you know, somewhere in there, and you know, get a good decent job, you know, you know, you know, it's not impossible. Yeah. But then I, totally. I usually have to call. <laughs> so I usually have to call or text my buddy Justin, you know, Justin Hartwell, fan favorite on the pod. Uh, uh-huh. We, uh, I, I always, I like Justin. Tell me what I need to hear, and he's like, "You left for a reason. You left for a reason. You left for a reason." So, <laughs> and I did leave for live for a reason. I, I don't think I've lost my Louisiana roots, and I hope I never do, or at least my New Orleans. Yeah. I'm, I don't really think I'm a good Louisianian. I think I'm a New Orleanian. Uh, there is a difference. Oh yeah, there is you a difference. Guys totally for sure. There is a yeah. difference. Yeah, I don't yeah. ever want to live a, there it's ever a again. Special place. I would say, like, we're proud to be from there. I'm yeah. so proud to be from there. Like, yeah, me too. Like, especially after Katrina, the way the the whole city had come together, and yeah, I mean very proud to be from new orleans and i love going to visit um, absolutely but i i just have i just feel like i'm not meant to live there for whatever reason <laughs> i totally i totally agree i totally yeah you were me you 
it really does seem like there's like a 50-50 split in our larger family. Like, like it seems like half have, maybe a little less than half, but somewhere like halves have stayed and then the other half leaves. I think that's a general, that's a general trend with most people from New Orleans and Louisiana. Like, most people <laughs> are there for life or they leave and never come back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh... But yeah, it's uh, it's very endearing, I guess, uh, to hear mm-hmm. about you and, and Cedric's relationship. Uh, I did want to touch on the fact that you are in a interracial relationship, and if you're comfortable talking about this, that's cool. If you're not, we can move on. If you're willing. No, yeah, of course, of course. Um, Do you? Yes, we are. We you, are in an interracial marriage. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it doesn't. It, you would like. I like to believe that it's not a big deal but uh as i've come to find out this past year things racially speaking i thought weren't mm-hmm. a big deal in this country apparently are a huge deal in this country right but uh has it been right. a factor have you noticed it do people make a big is it something people are like oh oh okay or kind of have you noticed it has it been a factor i guess is my question good question um yes we have noticed it okay. um we do, how do, I, how do I put this? There's there's just an interest in us wherever we go. Okay. <laughs> the fact that I'm white and he's black and... Wait a minute, um, you're white? I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where, <laughs> I am white. Wait a minute. Yeah, and so we feel <laughs> that sometimes. We feel, like, and then there have been uh, moments where we've experienced pushback, um, not from his family or my family ever. That's never been something, thankfully, that we've ever had to... Yeah, deal with but you know just um just people having their opinions about it like once i remember walking by um a group of women and they were just like like oh no you know and so that's that's just really interesting uh experience that we had but we we are aware of it it's something like that we try to really cultivate in our children this like this biracial identity that they have yeah you know because i mean we prefer the term biracial as opposed to mixed mom not that we think it's a bad word or we don't teach our kids it's a bad word but i feel like biracial kind of it's just kind of i don't know just speaks to the complexity of what it really means to if be I, from, if i may it, it kind of appropriately distinguishes that there are two it's not an amalgamation there are two identities going on at the same time would you say right yes yes and we try to like affirm this fact that like you are 100% white and you are 100% black American and that is something that we want you to have the freedom to explore and um and so but what's hard for me as a white mother is that people don't really think they're my kids oh god Oh my! That's Are something you... that we get. No, really. No, they really. look just like Not you. Everyone, they look. But we. <laughs> I see you in those kids every time I see them. I'm like, I look. Oh, I'm I like, there's Hannah that. right there. Yeah, I mean, we. I think there's just something to be said about the fact that they're going to walk the earth a little differently than I do. Yeah. You know, and so as a mom, that kind of it's that's a hard reality for me that there's a part of my child part of my children that like I won't be able to relate to yeah and and to be and to just to be aware of that you know um 
And unfortunately, in this country, white privilege is a thing. It's a thing, you know. And um, and it's 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 an icky feeling sometimes to feel that, you know. So, um, but but yeah, we we celebrate the fact that we are a multiracial family, and you know, we we. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't affect us in the sense of like I don't. We don't really. Yeah, it's not a big deal to y'all, but it, it is something you're aware of. Yeah, or, but it's something we're aware of. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. Like, like my mom told me again. My mom, with all her wisdom, she uh, when we were talk we were talking about the whole like um, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and just stuff like that, and she mentioned something I never even thought of. Like, because it's not even it doesn't even factor in. Like, will my stepdad is black. And she goes, you know, sometimes I do worry, like, what if he gets stopped by the police or whatever? And again, for yeah. the record, I, I have all the utmost utmost respect for police. Not all police are bad. Most police are decent, hardworking people. I just need to say yeah. this because I've been accused of being anti-cop by certain people. I am yeah. not. I have the utmost respect for police. Just want to get that again on the record. But yeah. uh, she said that, and I was like, oh, shit. I, it was like something you never even worry about, but then someone mentions that it's Oh yeah, that is something that could happen. You're like, oh shit, that's right. I'm like, yeah. It's just, it's just something I've been around so long in my life that I'm like, oh, I don't even, I don't even think about, I don't even think about that. Like I'm like, what? Oh yeah, yeah I guess that is that is the part that I think that when it when it, when Cedric and I notice the fact that like we are different, we, our skin color is different, is in those kind of moments when like there are things that that don't even cross my mind. Yeah. And that is part of our white privilege that we don't have to think about these things. That's that we just don't. Yeah, for real. There's kind of an invisibility to being white, you know? Whereas African Americans, they have to go through so much more. I mean, some African Americans, you know, I don't want to like overgeneralize, but yeah. they have to go through so much more to accomplish the same things or you know, they have to think about their safety and they have to, you know, we think about that when we think about where we're going to live outside of California and because it's very accepted here to be in an interracial relationship. It's yeah. very, you know, it's everyone, it's very, you know, you, just, you see that everywhere. Cali is a very progressive part of the world. Right. We have lived places or have visited places that are not. And Definitely. it's, it's, a, it's something that we have to consider and. But yeah, that that very thing that you just said about how like that's just something we don't even have to think about is is just not fair. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's 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 sad, and yeah, you would like I said, I'd I'd like to believe that we want to believe. I think as everybody wants to believe that, like you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But then you hear, oh, actually, it is still kind of bad, and we have to stay vigilant, and we have to stay like. We have to actively choose and motivate. Like we actually, it's an act that we have to not to combat racism forever and ever in perpetuity. Because racism ain't going anywhere, folks. I've learned that. That is the lesson of 2017 for me. Racism is yeah. not going anywhere. So I'm like, right. there were they are always there. They are always ready to like cape up and be like oppress some people. So you gotta be on guard. You gotta be vigilant all the time. Because they are just waiting in the wings to take shit over. Um, yeah. <laughs> the racists in the wings. <laughs> let's, let's switch to something happy. Let's switch to something happy. Uh, the holidays are coming up. Christmas is coming up. Uh, what are they, are the kids? Are your kids excited about you know Santa and Christmas and all that stuff or what? Yes, 
They are, but I would say this, uh, Cedric and I, we, we grew up, we grew up very different and this is another area I think that we, we can notice differences in how we grew up, but Santa was not a big deal in his family, which is shocking to me. Wow. Really? Not celebrated. Huh. <laughs> just, just a dude. Like he just was, there was nothing special to Santa, you know? Um, I mean, they would bake a happy birthday Jesus cake and they would open presents, but it wasn't, you know, Santa, the, the, the main focus. Okay. Whereas in my family, I think that my mom had a, a Santa statue for yeah. every little nook and cranny of our home. <laughs> so it was just, that's something that we navigate as a couple of like, how can we honor both? Yeah. Um, because we just don't, like, it's, it's very strange for him very foreign to him yeah. to look our kids in the face and talk about santa claus is coming and he just feels very like what this is just crazy to me <laughs> like what and so um one of the things that we do to, how, how we've modified it is yeah. that we don't um do the naughty or nice list okay. that's not that santa's always watching you kind of a thing we don't do that we just you know talk about you know how it's sometimes we say he's the magic of Christmas or we say he's it's in in some moments with justice when he gets real serious and he's like I need to know like <laughs> I need to know and I have heard Cedric say like and and me too we've talked about how like it's a game that we play at Christmas time yeah you know um but but yeah but they're very excited about Christmas it does it definitely I've noticed this it doesn't take away the excitement of Christmas if Santa isn't the big, the main focus. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid if we take Santa away, then Christmas is nothing! Oh, <laughs> but, God. I, but I, it is. You know, there's still, you know, because yeah. not Christmas is nothing. Of course, you know, celebrating Jesus' birth and all of that. But, yeah. like, the Christmas present, Christmas morning part, you know, is still very exciting. I, well, obviously, I practice a very. Set. I love Christmas. For an atheist, every, that always that always throws people that people are like you. You're into Christmas. I'm like, I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. But then again, I do practice a very secular, very familial Christmas. Uh, but I remember being. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is me. This this is a good example of where I stand in the family. I'm the I'm the lefty. I'm the one that's like, wait a minute, we don't need to do this. So I remember. <laughs> So I was in a car with Grandma Castle, and um, I think I like where this is going. I like uh, where this is going. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone I love very dearly, but am very, very much the polar opposite of. We, I got. I think I was. She was driving. I think it was me, Kev. I can't. There was somebody else in the car. I can't remember who for the life of me. But the point was, me and her got into this like, like we drove from Marrero to Algiers. So that's a good twenty. 30 minute drive depending on traffic uh okay. taking lapalka all the way down for whatever reason i don't know why but uh <laughs> so we were but we got into a like debate like in the car she's like christmas can't be fun for children without santa i'm like that's nonsense like what are you talking about like i'm like you don't need santa to have a good time with Christmas as a kid. Kids just want shit. Like, you just give a kid, like, toys or whatever they want. They don't give a shit where it comes from. Pardon my language. You are a mother. I shouldn't talk like that in front of you. But my point is... <laughs> it's they don't a, give a shit where it comes from, John. Exactly. It's like, yeah. there's this societal pressure to be like, Santa, Santa, Santa. I'm like, you don't need to do that. I mean, you can do that. But there is that, like, pressure, like, 
if kid if everybody's celebrating Santa, like there is a pressure to be like, well, we don't want the kid to stick out, so let's just kind of play along and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, it's just it one. Of the, it's one of those stupid things about like, God, why? Why do we do this? Why? What? What is this? Why do we do this? I know it's it's it, it takes a lot of work. Oh God! It takes a lot of work to keep the the facade of Santa alive, and so, which is like for someone who didn't grow up with Santa, that is really difficult. Yeah, that's I, really difficult for Santa. He's like, you you're telling me that y'all leave cookies out <laughs> and y'all take bites of it and tell the kid that he <laughs> ate it. He's like that. That just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, dude, and that was my, that was my, that was like the main crux of my argument against Grandma was like, why are we lying to our children? Like, why don't we just tell them the truth? It won't matter. They don't care. They don't even. They can't even like comprehend the fact. Like, it just. I was. Look, look. I don't have anything against people that celebrate that way. I don't. I don't give a shit. It doesn't affect my Christmas. I don't care. But right. to say that you cannot – anyone who doesn't do it this way is missing out, like their Christmas is therefore inferior, that's where I get like, wait a – whoa, wait a minute. That's that's not necessarily the case. Uh, I, yeah, I would say that it's definitely it, – it, there's room for both. Yes, <laughs> there room, is room for both. There's room for both. And that's one of the things too that, I've, that I think that you and I have in common in general is like if there is a – if if something else is seen as inferior in any realm, there's there's like there's like a, whoa, 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 whoa. a knee jerk reaction, a, yeah. There's a knee jerk reaction to that, you know. Even as like somebody who would identify as a Christian, there's a knee jerk reaction to, you know, this this like it has to be this expression of faith, this expression of what you know, like yeah. there's like a, oh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I'm working that, that out. I'm working that out. I think that also has to do with the fact that we were raised Catholic. That's a huge part. That's a huge part of it. Like. Catholicism right. is very rigid, and uh, I really think that has shaped both of our experiences with like religion and spirituality in general. So, uh, no mad love for the Catholics. I love y'all. Mad love, hey, but still brothers and sisters. You know amen. what I'm saying? Amen. Look, but yeah, there's a different. It's a different. Yeah. Expression of it. It really is. And so, can there be room to yeah. not express your face that way? Can there be? And yeah. can that be a conversation? <laughs> Uh, I think that's a great note to leave on. Do you want to start the questionnaire? Sure, let's do it. Well, well, first off, you you mentioned that this is your favorite part of the pod. I can't stress how happy I am that like I'm glad people listen. I, I'm really happy that you like you do. Oh, it's yeah. it's very silly. It's a stupid little hobby that I have, but I am glad to hear that people actually like what I'm doing and listen. And they're like, oh yeah, I dig it. I'm like, oh good. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not just pissing into the wind here. <laughs> It's a lot of effort you put in this thing. I would I think about editing it and uh, but yeah, editing it's, the worst. It's, it's, I like it. I really I, usually I appreciate it. The recording is the best part. Like that's like this is the best part. And then mm-hmm. it usually takes about two nights to do well, depending on how long the episode is, like this is about an we're going on an hour and ten. This will probably take me three hours to edit. Wow. So I might break that up into two nights and then release on a Wednesday morning. So it's not it's not that bad, but uh, it is, dude, it is, I used to do it, the first year I did it, like, one week, like, one a week, I learned very quickly, no, I can't, it, 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 it takes, it doesn't take up all of my free time, but it does take up a significant amount, and you gotta, like, dog, you know, you think there's an endless amount of stuff you can talk about, but it's, like, there's not a lot of stuff you can talk about, like, you can only... You gotta plan it out. You gotta pace it. You gotta put a schedule down. You gotta think about okay, 
who do I get on and can we talk about this topic or this topic or this topic for at least an hour? And then if they're multiple, if this is the second time they've been on, they've already done the questionnaire. So that takes away like 20 to 30 minutes. So it's like, it's, 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 um, it's, I love it. It's fun. But at the same time, it's not, it's not very easy, (laughs) Right. but I'm not complaining. I love it. I love it. It's, I, I was, I'm so glad I do it. I, I, when I hear people, I was in, I was visiting my buddy, my buddy Justin up in Virginia, and the dude was like, "Oh, you're John. You got that podcast." I'm like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Oh yeah, I listened to it. I dug it." I'm like, "Awesome. You're like the first person I met in person who's listening." They're like, "Yeah, I really liked it." I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. It made my day." <laughs> made my day. Anyway, so you ready oh, for that's this? Awesome. You ready? For I'm this? ready. Let's do it. All right, questionnaire. Uh, what was your first car? was a 98 Chevy Cavalier. It was white (laughs) with like a black stripe on the side. (laughs) What? That like my dad went and bought for me. But like, I like, I'm like ashamed when I think about myself as a teenager (laughs) and the the destructive sense of entitlement that I had. I like, seriously, like, okay, so my dad would tell me, you can't drive this car until you have your license. Like, how unreasonable is that? Like, That's just I safety. <laughs> I was like, how could you tell me this? Like, so my little, oh. you know, 16, 17-year-old self was like, huh, you're going to put limits on me? So I got the key, I found the oh, key, Lord. and I t- would take it out for these little joy rides, and I would get away with it. Well, within this one particular day, I took that car out and I got caught on some gravel on the road and went into a ditch. (laughs) I remember that. I remember remember hearing about that. Yes. It was, I had to turn the wheel a full, like, 180 degrees to even drive straight. Like, it was just like... It was really beat up, and, and the whole axle was out of whatever. Fuck. So I am sitting on the couch. I'll never forget this. I was sitting on the couch waiting for my parents to come home, Yeah, freaking out. And my mom comes home first, and I just start uncontrollably crying. And she just goes, what is it? Just oh, tell Lord. me. She's like, are you pregnant? Get 
pose. And then he looks at me and he goes, do you think I'm stupid? And I was like, no. And he's like, you think your mother is stupid, don't you? I want you to go inside and tell your mother you think she's stupid. That's so your dad. That's so your mom. That's so your dad. Your mom's awesome. Yeah. Your dad's awesome. But God, it's so them. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, that was hilarious. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me compose myself. That was a good laugh. Okay. Okay. Next question. I don't know how we follow up after that doozy, but all right. All right. What bores you or what is the most boring thing you can think of? Take this the wrong way, but uh, growing up with you, yeah, I could see that. That makes sense, <laughs> right? No offense, oh but that I totally I, that that makes a lot of sense actually. Yes, it makes a lot of sense to me too. And it wasn't it. I was so relieved when I found out. Yeah. Because I had my second child and was having a hard time focusing, and I was like, "This is I've been struggling this with this my whole life." Yeah. And I have a husband in a PhD program who really encouraged me, you know, as a clinical psychologist, like, you need to go get assessed. Yeah, so I did, and then my whole life made sense. Like, oh, that's why I do these things. Okay. I've never, uh, yeah. I've never been, have you been fishing? I've never been fishing. I have been fishing. Cedric loves fishing. Oh, that makes he sense. He loves all that manly, like, fishing yeah. and hunting and hunting and rifle hunting. I can't, I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> Cedric and I had a conversation once about how to tie different types of knots and the utility and functionality of each knot. I was like, dude, you, I don't know what you're talking about, but you make it sound so interesting. Yes, he's all into that stuff. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, okay. Well, you sound surprised by that answer, though. I'm kind of curious what no, you No, it's just the fact so that, boring. like, I think the most – I can tell you the most boring thing in the world. I actually experienced it on the way back from Louisiana this time. So uh, you, you're you kind of you, – you're obviously familiar with the geography of Louisiana. Yes. There was an accident in Baton Rouge. There was an accident in between Baton Rouge and Lafayette. There was oh. an accident uh, in between uh, – I'm sorry. And the last accident was – in between Lake Charles and the border between Louisiana and Texas. This happened to me. 
to get from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Austin, Texas is about six and a half to seven hours. It took me nine hours. I, traffic is the I hate traffic so much. I hate it. So, I hate traffic. It is the yeah. most. It's because I'm impatient. You're, you're getting mad. You're it, like it, I hate it. It's it's because I'm fundamentally impatient. Like I am. Oh. It is my me vice. Too. So sitting in traffic and not being able to move mm-hmm. is the most. Just waiting is the most frustratingly boring thing. I think that's why I love people are like why are you always on your phone? Why are you always why are you always on your phone? Because if I had to think about waiting and the boredom of not being able to do anything while I pass the time, that drives me crazy. Like I'm not I don't have ADD. I don't think I have it from my understanding of what the condition is or the disorder is. I don't think I qualify, but I can tell you that I'm rec- I'm not well not recklessly, but hopelessly impatient and that Waiting in traffic is the worst hell. Oh, it's, hate, yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. Traffic is, living in LA, that is a reality. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, so, next question, who is your role model or role models? Oh. So, I would say there's a woman in my life, her name is Rhonda Riley. Okay. Um, She's like a she's she's a life coach. She's also just this a phenomenal woman. She's someone that was influential in Cedric's life. Yeah. Her and her husband they did a ministry called Young Life, and it was for high school kids. And they uh, they kind of mentored these high school kids. Cedric happened to be one of them, and I got to meet her. And she since she has since like taken me under her wing, and I have learned so much about loving people for who they are from her i have learned so much about like she's just a woman that's just comfortable in her own skin and i think we all just want to be comfortable in our own skin you know and so to like have that model to me is something that i think about she's just she's intentional she reaches out constantly um she's just she loves you she cares about you and she's gonna make sure you know it and i just that's something that i i love about her and i would love to be like you know so that sounds awesome yeah she's a good good lady i was hoping you'd say our lord jesus christ but you know (laughs) (laughs) jesus yeah but jesus and ronda riley (laughs) (laughs) anyway 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 all right uh next question shark diving bungee jumping or skydiving So I've been skydiving before, believe it or not. It was fun. But here's something I did not know is that if you actually, if you're one of those who suffer from flight ear popping, you should watch watch out if you decide to go uh, skydiving because that was something that was excruciatingly painful. I thought it was going to be this fun jump from a plane. No. Do you ever experience that? Like when a plane is descending, your ears just fill up and it just hurts? Does that it ever happen to you? It doesn't hurt, but it is noticeable. It is a sensation that I am aware of. Yes. Okay. Yes. For some reason, for me, it's really painful. It's something that yeah. every time I fly, I have to think about that. Yeah. But I jumped out of a plane and the whole way down, my ears were like popping and like it was terrible so it was fun but it was just like not what i had expected so for all those listening if you suffer from that (laughs) keep that in mind but as opposed so now shark shark diving and bungee jumping i would choose shark diving what 
Only if Kevin Flores would be in the cage. No! <laughs> There's no... Are you crazy? First off, that would never happen. I know one thing, and I know my brother wouldn't be caught dead in a cage with a live shark, like, around him. And Literally, two, Kevin and sharks. This are is you, hysterical. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? I don't know. I don't know. Did you ever see 48 Meters Down? Have you seen that? No! I know what you're talking about, but no, I don't need to see that movie. Fuck no. (laughs) Are you crazy? But think about bungee jumping, though. You're jumping, and then something just jerks you. Like, I can't imagine that kind of, like... Look, man. That whiplash. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I could do sharks. I could do sharks. I'll let let gravity kill me. (laughs) I'm not letting a wild animal kill me. Fuck that. Oh my gosh. Nah, bruh. Nah. Nah, bruh. <laughs> Your West Vegas showing. Yeah, for real. Dude, I swear it comes out. It comes, especially when I'm back home. I feel yes. like I, I catch myself talking like that. And I was like, oh, Lord. And I was just like, oh, Lord. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's back. Saying things like, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go over by uh, John's house. You're going by John's house? You're not going to John's house? Oh, Lord. What does that mean? Yeah. I had to explain some. Another thing. So. I don't know if this is a uh, West Bank thing, but it was definitely growing up in Harvey, where I'm from originally. There's a lot of 7-Elevens in, uh, in Austin. But I was like, so I was going to go to the Circle K. And they're like, what, what's a, what, what, is, what is a Circle K? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you all have 7-Elevens. I, those corner stores are all Circle Ks to me. I call them Circle Ks. I have to think about don't call it a Circle K because that's not a Circle K. You know that's not a Circle K, but you call but it a Circle K. Yes. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. That's like like calling everything a Coke. Yeah. Oh, well, funny you mentioned that. Uh, oh. Next question, segue away. Coke, Pepsi, or other? Coke, Pepsi, or other? I want well, Coke 100%. <laughs> I know. You and your brother are all Pepsi. I grew up with John Castle as my father, who yes. would literally go, y'all got Coke or Pepsi? And you go, Pepsi. And, and he'd he leave. Go, We're leaving. leave. <laughs> He gives this shit all the time. He's like, so when are you going to – so y'all drink, y'all drink that little boy drink, huh? Pepsi, huh? When are you going to grow up to a man drink and drink Coke? Every every time. Every time. Every time. I know. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. It's the burn. It's the burn of Coke. But I think that we just like, yes, I want that bird in the back of my throat that uh, Pepsi just doesn't have. I'm actually uh, – if you've listened, I've said this a few times. I'm actually – Bart's Root Beer is my favorite, but – Ah, yes. But I love Pepsi way more than I love Coke. Like, Pepsi's so good to me that I'm just like, (sighs) thank you, Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul's the one who got me onto uh, Pepsi. He's shown you the way. Yes, he's enlightened you. (laughs) Okay, Uh, next question. Uh, You unexpectedly get an afternoon off. Like, for whatever reason, the kids are looked after. It's just you. You just have an afternoon off to yourself, Hannah Ka- Hannah Williams. Sorry. Almost said it. Caught myself. Almost said it. Hannah it's Williams. It's just me. It's just me. What do you do? The first thing I would do would be to catch up on the latest episode of Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that's what's and, up. And then I would go get a boba tea. Are you familiar with boba teas? Is that a drink? It's a drink. It's uh, a drink that has these like tapioca balls at the bottom. Oh, what the fuck? You ever see? No, it's a thing, I don't think it's I've. A thing. I... It's amazing. Oh, you, will a... have, you will have one whenever we hang out again. I will have one for you. I've actually switched to. 
I don't know if it's re- if what you're talking about is related to tea, but I I switched to tea. I was drinking tea while we were recording. I uh I stick I'm I'm pretty much almost exclusively black tea now. I love it. It's delicious. Oh yes. So these are like tea lattes with these Ooh. like oh, it's heaven. It's amazing. I'll take your I'm word on that. One. Yes. So I would go get one of those, and I would. Boba tea. I don't know. I would just probably take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I imagine you're tired all the time. I'm tired all the time. It's true. I don't even have but, kids and I'm tired all the time. I can't even imagine what y'all go through. Uh, yeah, you know, the difference is, is that when you become a parent, you're tired and nobody cares. <laughs> nope. You don't have the nobody option of cares. being tired. Uh, yep. Okay. That sounds nice. That's probably, I think most people, I've asked this question a few people. Most people are like, oh, I'd either watch some Netflix and chill and like, or like I would take a nap or I'd go to a park or something like that. That's pretty been Yeah, standard. I don't know what it is about us and millennials, but we love our alone time. Oh, God. I live alone and I love it. I love living alone. Okay, so you live, you live in Santa Monica? I'm in Pasadena. Pasadena. God, I get this. That's where the Rose Bowl parade yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you love the most about your town, or what do you hate the most about your town? Uh, I love that I can go to the beach and the mountains in the same day. Nice. I love that it's con- like it's consistently warm and sunny. Um, but what I don't like about it is the traffic. Yeah. It is the traffic. It's just like, it's it's just a part of culture here. Everyone talks about interstates here. I don't know if you've ever seen. Get on the tin. The, the, yeah, Californians? the Californians? Oh, God, yes. I love that sketch. <laughs> I love that skit, too. And when I moved here, I was like, it's true. <laughs> they do talk like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, just hop on the 10 and then, you know, get off on the 5 and circle back around on the 2. And Because it's such a, it is such a part of life here. Everyone's trying to figure out the best way to avoid traffic. And everyone yeah. thinks they, ha- they have the no. You know? uh, I saw, yeah, I saw a clip of... Um, they showed a clip on on online or on Facebook on one of those like whatever videos, right? And they showed holiday traffic in Lo- in Los Angeles, and I was like, oh, yeah. five lanes each way, yes. gridlock. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, are you yes. kidding me? I mean, in most cities, I would say there's like a there's a prime traffic time. Yeah, you Austin's know, pretty like, bad. Austin's oh, don't get bad. on after five or whatever. Yeah, there is no time. Unless it's, like, early, early before the sun comes up in the morning. Yeah. Where, like, you might avoid traffic. Might. It's, nice. it's just something that you have to get used to living here. It's, like, nine miles. Driving nine miles will take you two hours. Because Jeez. there's mountains in the way that you have to go all the way around. It's nuts. But, but yeah, that's what I would say would be traffic. Okay. Oh, I'm really curious about this one. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear your answer, but then uh, I have a funny story that we had a conversation about this years back. But anyway, uh, have you ever used a pickup line and or has one ever been used on you? You know, no. Yeah. I'm kind of upset about it. <laughs> That's just not something that I have ever like experienced. I've heard somebody say one time, oh, you dropped your smile or something weird. <laughs> but it was just like, What? <laughs> But no, that's not something that I've ever like experienced. Is is pickup lines? We uh, I remember we had a conversation. I don't remember how we were probably in high school or something like that. I was a young kid, and uh, we were talking about like liking people. Like we were like, I think I was like, I, I can't remember. This is long ago, but I just remember you would be like, oh, I don't like pine for people. If I just like someone, I go up to their face and tell them I like you. 
And I was like, wait, what? You do what now? She goes, you, you said, yeah. I just go up to people, and if I like that person, I say, I like you. And I'm like, whoa, what? You just, you just tell that them that? sounds like her. That sounds right. And I was like, wait a minute. You just, like, you just like tell them? And you're like, yeah. You don't? I'm like, no. I, I, I bury that shit down deep and wait for the right moment. You, go, you were like, John, it's all right moments. Just go for it. I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to do that. And you're like, it's easier than you think. Uh, that is hilarious. Yeah, that was a co- real oh conversation that you and I had. I remember that. that is, I believe it. I believe it. I can't imagine. Like that's so funny to me because like that's so different than. I think that would mark what was so different about Cedric and I was that that was something that like I definitely did not do. <laughs> Whatever confidence that was to go up to someone and go, I like you. I think it's that. Not... <laughs> I think it's that sense of entitlement you were talking about. Yeah, like hi, I like you. You're mine. Also, this car, I'm driving it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, last question. Well, it's a shame. I've used a few pickup lines in my life, but only. They've only one is only one has ever really worked, and uh, but I've never had a pickup line thrown at me. I guess it's most girls don't do that, but uh, no girls. I would say predominantly that is not something we do. No. Nah. <laughs> y'all just sit there and be like, impress me. That's that's what y'all do. Uh, that's true. Make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. We're gonna wrap up. Uh, yeah, because I've. I promised you an hour and a half, and uh, we're about there. What is your dream vacation? Unlimited budget, unlimited time, dream vacation. Wow. Um, it would have to be long enough, because here's what I've noticed about vacations as an adult, is that it takes you a long time to actually relax and enjoy the vacation. <laughs> so it would need to be at least two weeks long. Yeah, and there would need to it would need to be long enough to where you don't feel guilty for like spending multiple days doing nothing. Oh yeah, because you know you have the time to like go do something else. Yeah, you know, or you don't feel bad that you didn't get a chance to relax because you've taken on all these like trips or whatever because you know you have time to relax. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, but definitely, I have this like I'm, I'm, I'm imagining like a cabin in the mountains with a hot tub and a spa and servants <laughs> and somebody who watches my children <laughs> that would be that would be ideal that yeah. would be great <laughs> i actually i'm familiar with those type of places cuz i do work for uh, a travel agency and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah those places do exist you just have to spend a lot of money hey, uh, you let me know no I'll yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, this has been great. This is, I don't recall an episode I've laughed. That, that car story got me. Cause that's so, oh, that's so y'all. It's so our family. Yeah. It really, it really is. That was just a mark of the times. Uh, you know why, right? It's such a, it's a castle thing, right? It's a castle thing. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, oh Lord. Hannah Banana. Hannah Banana. Yes. It's yes. been it's been real. Thank you for doing this. I can't believe like it's I never here's the thing. I never think about like I kind of use the same repertoire of guests. Like I never think about like who's someone new I can bring on. I I don't I it's so weird to be like, "Hey, do you want to like talk for an hour and a half about nothing in particular?" And then I'll record it and put it out on the internet and then like random pe- random people will listen to it. It's like 
that's such a hey, weird that ask. Sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's like, but yeah, you're one of the few people um, in the family that I would, I would allow to do this because uh, uh, there's a lot of people. Like I said, I, I, I'm indifferent towards, and I don't think we could hold a conversation for an hour. Uh, but then there are other people where I'm like, ooh, I don't really know if that'll translate well to. We don't. We don't need to bring up all that shit. Um, but yeah, this has been, times and places, you know. <laughs> this has been great. We we tackled everything I wanted to tackle. Uh, it was great. Uh, it should yeah, be going thanks up. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it should be going up on uh, Wednesday. Is that the twelfth? I think that's the twelfth. Anyway. Well, I'm excited to hear it. It's been so fun. Yeah, and, for... and and spread the word out there in Cali. We need. I don't really know if people in California listen to this pod, but it'd be great if they did. I mean. Your religious friends might be turned off by my language, and uh, not surprising. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> Give my best to uh, Cedric, Justice, and Jasper. I love them all dearly, especially especially kids, adorable, adorable children. Thank you, John. I mean, so much. All right, I this l- has been so fun. I love you. I love you. You, you, you complete Bye. me. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> complete me. Bye, John. Bye. Oh, my gosh.